I've heard that life is what you make it. I say, make room to grow. I'm your host, Lawanda Dockery, and this is the Make Room to Grow podcast. It all started with a dream about growing food, and who would ever imagine that growing food would lead to me learning about personal growth and development? Well, it did, and I want to bring you along for this beautiful ride. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, Grow Nation. I hope you all are well and looking forward to getting into the garden this weekend. I am based in Zone 7A in Connecticut, guys, and I feel like I woke up in the middle of the summer. I don't know about you all, but this year's weather has been a little bit strange, but we woke up in the middle of summer, y'all, like 90 degrees, 95 degrees the last couple of days, and our plants are taking off. So we went from hoping that it warmed up good enough to get our plants growing to now we have to think about things like shade cloth. Now we're watering multiple times a day, morning and evening, avoiding high noon because it's so hot out, right? We don't want to burn the plants, but it's a new set of challenges being that it's so hot. It it just happened overnight. So I was thinking, as I often do, about my Grow Nation family, and I do consider you family, even though we've never met. And I'm like, what if we all have our different areas that we excel in? Maybe someone's really great in growing fruit trees. Maybe another's really great in growing greens. Someone else excels in squash and zucchini and cucumbers and that sort of thing. Another excels in cabbage, peppers, that sort of thing. We're like one big family that I've never met. But what if we all had our areas of expertise? Wouldn't that be like beautiful? Wouldn't that be a wonderful community? I think of when I was growing up as a little girl and I grew up in Connecticut, but my family was deeply connected to their South Carolinian roots. And my grandmother and her sister would literally spend a Saturday afternoon shelling peas, cleaning collard greens, snapping green beans. But they would have these, I'll I'll just call them, they would have these connects, right? They knew when a good shipment was coming in from down south of collard greens. And they particularly had to have their collard greens after the frost hit them as their term as they would say, right in the fall after that first frost, that's when they wanted them because they wanted them to be tender. But they would make an afternoon of, they call it looking greens. We're going to look the greens because they're looking for worms or different things to take off of the collard greens before they wash them. Do we have that anymore? Do we have such a community where we can have bushels of green beans and Um, They call them, oh, we're going to get a mess of collard greens. But they will come in these crates and bushels. And I just envision a family, a network of people who know how to grow, who know how to produce, and who shares. We share tips. We share um, growing methods. We share our food with one another if we're close enough. But isn't that lovely just to have a community of growers There are some instances where we got it right back in the day. So this was before farmer's markets were cute, right? Before, you know, all this clean eating. 
we were eating clean before. A lot of it sometimes is remembering what we used to do. And what we used to do was often better for us than what we've learned to do now. So those are my thoughts. I really want to share with you all what my husband and I have been able to grow last season and this season just so you can get an idea of some things that are possible. And again, it's not too late to get your seedlings going because this week I planted about 10 plants of broccoli, 10 plants of collard greens. I don't know if it's too late, but I'm going to give it a try. Again, when I'm listing off these plants, you have to consider the season, consider the time that you have left to grow. Remember to check your zone and what your growing season looks like, and that's how you can determine what you'll grow. But we've been able to grow dill, Swiss chard, collards, Asian red mustard, sweet potatoes we're hoping for. We have them in the ground and we'll harvest them in fall. Red Russian kale, cherry tomatoes, raspberries. I've been growing double gold raspberries, and when I tell you it has been the most maintenance-free thing that I've ever grown. I literally got one cane that they were that was sent to me. I put it in a five-gallon bucket and it has grown itself and they taste amazing. And they give you uh, berries the first year. Okra. Okra has been my most delightful plant that I've grown because it is, it's nostalgic for me. Just, it reminds me of growing up. It's not that I love okra so much, but I the fact that you can grow okra in Connecticut, I am in awe. <laughs> okay, corn, cayenne peppers, strawberries, radishes, zucchini, patty pan squash, cucumbers, string beans. We're trying for cantaloupe, but we've not been successful yet. The vines are growing, but we don't have any fruit. Onions, garlic is under the underground now, growing. Cabbage, bell peppers, spinach, lettuce, microgreens, and we've been trying loofah all season and we've not gotten any fruit out of it yet. We also tried sugar baby watermelons, not so successful, but we'll keep trying. The last new thing that I haven't mentioned, but I do have growing now is eggplant. So we'll see if I get a harvest from that as well. I just like to try different things. And again, I'm in zone 7A. These are all the things that you can grow. And this is not an exhaustive list. You can, wherever you are in the country, you can really, or wherever you are on the globe, don't limit yourself. If you have ethnic foods that you grew up loving, grow it. You can share all of your growing efforts with me at info at makeroomtogrow.com. Until next time, I want you to be intentional about those areas in your life where you are going to make room to grow. Mm-hmm.